And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, <laughs> when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, you know, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf, and in this hour, we'll present a 1946 classic radio Christmas episode of The Great Gildersleeve, starring Hal Perry. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, the Hollywood 360 listener contestant must correctly answer more true or false trivia questions about Christmas than I. Lisa Wolf Hall is our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to our Hollywood 360 listener contestant. I sure will. We have Woody on the phone from Indiana. Hi, Woody. Hello there, Lisa. How are you? I'm okay now. I feel really lucky. I get to talk to Aww. Lisa and Carl. Oh, Woody. I feel like I should run out and buy a lottery ticket. My luck is really Aww. great. Well, you know what, Woody? I feel lucky I get to talk to you, not so much Carl. But just to clarify, uh, this is Christmas trivia, not like our typical Beat the Host. It's not true or false. It's just uh, yeah. just fun questions. So trivia. You were so close, okay. Carl, but just a little Woody, beat off Woody, if there. you win the, the lotto, uh, split it three ways with us, okay? <laughs> Come on. Now we'll... We each get $2. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, Woody, this first question is for you. And if you don't know it, you can ask Carl. He probably won't know it then either. Okay, Woody, (laughs) Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer started off as a marketing gimmick for what store? Oh, I think I know this. Macy's? Mm, No. Carl, do you know? I think it was Weebolt's. Mm, no. Sorry, but it's Montgomery Ward. Oh, Montgomery yep. Ward. Monkey Ward. <laughs> That's how it's close. Monkey, monkey Ward, <laughs> yep, as I used go. to call it. <laughs> All right, Carl. Yes. Did you know, did yes? you know, did you know that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a younger brother named Randolph the Brown-Nosed Reindeer? <laughs> He's a brown-noser. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, ran just, he, he ran just as fast, but he couldn't stop in time. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> I like that. That's great. Okay. Carl, in yes. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, Yes. what was Mr. Scrooge's first name? Uh, Ebenezer. Yes, that is right. All right. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer. All right. Woody, in the song Frosty the Snowman, what made Frosty come to life? The hat they found. The That's exactly found. right. What? An old silk hat. What He's was got it? An, an old, old silk hat. hat. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Woody. <laughs> All right. Carl. Yes. In the movie Elf. Yes. What was the first rule of the Code of Elves? The first rule now of the Code of Elves? Now, you've seen that movie elves? a lot of times. 
<sighs> um, never tell a lie. I'm sorry. Do you know Woody? No, I do not know that. All right. Well, this is this is something you could take to heart. It is treat every day like Christmas. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So there you go. Uh-huh. Woody, three of Santa's reindeer's names begin with the letter D. What are those names? Uh-huh. Even if you can do one or two, I think that's a win. Donner? Yes. Yeah. Donner? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, Don is the only one with the D that I remember. Well, All right, well that'll work. Dancer, there's dancer. Uh, Prancer, vixen. Do you know the Donner, song? Donner. We said Donner. He said Donner. Blitzen. Go ahead and sing the song. There was. Well, that, that's Donner, the one. That was the first one that you skipped. There was. Daffy. <laughs> Daffy, yeah, Daffy. Daffy. Right? Well, you each got one. It's yeah. Dancer, Dasher, and Donner. Oh, Dasher. Da- you said Dasher. It's Dancer that you forgot. Oh, I thought I said Dancer. No, I you did said say Dasher. Da- Mike said I said Dancer. Oh, well, then you didn't say Dasher. Right. It was Dasher that was missed. Okay, okay. Dasher. I thought he said Dasher, no. not Dancer. All right. All right, Carl. Yes. Home Alone 2 features a cameo from what president? Um, what, pre- Home Alone 2? Yep. Um, what, President? Yes. Um, Jimmy Carter. I'm sorry. You know, Woody? <laughs> Donald Trump. That is exactly right. Carl, well, I thought future you'd... president. Well, he... He wasn't the president at the time. But he's the president right now as I speak. Oh, man. You <laughs> threw me on that one. As I speak. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyways, a president. I didn't okay. say president That's from today, true. tomorrow, or yesterday. That's true. You did. Once a president, always a president. That was six. Do you want a couple more questions? One more. We got one time one for more one question? more. One more question? Yes. Okay. Um, who tries to stop the Christmas from coming by stealing... Oh. All- let me clarify. <laughs> Who tries to stop Christmas from coming by stealing all things of Christmas from the Who's? You know? the Grinch. That's exactly right. Uh, He's got I think it. Woody beat the host. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Woody beat the there host. There you go. Right we got there. you right there. All right, Woody. Great for, job, my friend. Great. Great job. That was fantastic. Merry Christmas to you, Woody. You're going to get a five CD set of the Classic Radio Club, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas Thank to you, you and, and to yours. Thank you, Woody. And it was great talking to you. Great player. He knew a lot <laughs> of those. He sure did. All right. When we come back, it's Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve in a Christmas episode starring Hal Perry. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Got a couple of more texts, Lisa, people saying, well, can I sign up and still get it in time for this Monday? The answer is yes. If you sign up for our Hollywood 360 podcast, which is only $5.99 a month, you can cancel at any time. You just go to Hollywood360radio.com and you'll see right on the homepage where you can sign up for the podcast. Now, the podcast is not only a link to hear it, hear the full five hours, but now you get to see Lisa in a video version. Oh, my gosh. And, Lisa in and front of the microphone. Let me tell you something. You get to see Carl in all his glory. I'm and wearing he a, has a lot of glory. What am I wearing right now? I have a Puma. <laughs> 
I have a Puma I have a, uh, jacket athletic on. jacket. Looks yeah. like it came right from Kmart. Like, it almost looks like we, <laughs> we called each other and said, what color are you wearing? Because you're wearing plum. I and am. I'm wearing plum colors. And there's Mike. He's not there's wearing Mike. plum. But um, yeah. he's not really in the in crowd, we I'm are, afraid. We are video- oh, it's green. Yeah. He's oh, Christmas. very Christmassy. We are videotaping us in the studio. You'll see the studio, our home studio here, which is the Chicago branch of Salem Radio, AM560, The Answer. We're in their lavish studio broadcasting. There's plexiglass in between Lisa and I. She uh, requires that. She won't be in the same room without plexiglass between us. That's that's fine. That's totally fine. (laughs) That's not only during COVID, Carl. That's just the way (laughs) things are. (laughs) And uh, and so we're videotaping the entire broadcast, the full five hours. Without editing. So let's just be clear. There is some crazy stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And uh, we'd love you to be a part of that. Right. And so here's the deal. When you get your podcast on Monday, whether you are already a podcast subscriber whether you are already a Classic Radio Club member or you join, you could join right now. Just go to Hollywood360radio.com. You're going to get two links in that weekly podcast. One is just to listen, and the other one you can hear and watch us. And as I say, that video expires after about a month. So you'll have it a month to watch. But the links, the audio links, they last forever. They never expire. So check it out, Hollywood360radio.com. We'd love you to subscribe to our podcast. You'll get that every week. All right, time for Gildersleeve, Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. I love these shows. We've been playing quite a few. There's a lot of great uh, Gildersleeve Christmas There episodes. is. This is one of the best. I'm telling you, you're going to love this one. This is from Christmas Day, December 25th, 1946. Actually, it was the same day as that Philco Radio Time broadcast we played. Let's go back to Christmas 1946 now, Hal Perry stars part one of The Great Gildersleeve. The Kraft Foods Company presents The Great Gildersleeve. Uh, (laughs) It's The Great Gildersleeve, starring Harold Perry, brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of a complete line of famous quality food products. In Summerfield, through the magic of radio, it is still only Christmas Eve. Its citizens are scurrying about in a light snowfall like characters on a Christmas card, and there's a general air of kindliness, goodwill, and anticipation of the morrow. We find the great Gildersleeve looking not too unlike Santa Claus himself at the counter of Peavy's pharmacy in conversation with the proprietor. I don't care what you say, Peavy. Christmas comes but once a year, and it's a great old institution. Yes, sir, I'm for Christmas. Me too, Mr. Gildersleeve. Seventy-five, one dollar. Thank you, and call again. I will, Peavy, old man. But probably not till after Christmas. Shopping all finished? Yeah, finished yesterday, practically. Yep, I believe in doing it early. You hear a lot of people talk about it, but I do it. Hmm, good for you. People complaining about Christmas shopping make me tired. There's nothing to it, Peavy. Make a list of people, make a list of stuff, buy it. That's the way. That's one way. Wrap it up and hide it so the kids can't find it. Oh, say, wait a minute. 
How about some wrapping paper? No, we have it. We have the red tissue and we have the green tissue. Ten cents a roll. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> uh, one of each, I guess. I assume you wouldn't be interested in our gift wrapping kit. Gift wrapping kit? What's that? It comes in a box, seven kinds of paper, fancy paper, and four kinds of ribbon. It also includes a selection of gift guardians. Yeah, gift guardians? What are they? Little plastic Santa Clauses and angels. You tie them on the outside of the package. Well. Adds joy to Christmas giving. It says on the box, costs a dollar and a half. Well, I'll go for a dollar and a half worth of joy. PV, wrap it up. Yes, sir. One gift wrapping kit. Say, did I tell you I'm having some people over tomorrow afternoon to sing Christmas carols? Why don't you and Mrs. Peavy come and join us? Well, I don't know. Ed. Oh, come on. I'm asking everybody. Floyd Munson, Judge Hooker, Chief Gates. I'm even going to ask the Bullards. I haven't been speaking to Bullard, but seeing it's Christmas. Here's your wrapping paper. I understand the Bullards are out of town. They are? Hmm. Well, little Craig is here. They must be planning to come back tonight or tomorrow. Maybe. I heard Mrs. Bullard was visiting her mother. Say, you don't suppose... Suppose what? Well, last week I heard Craig telling Leroy something about a big argument between his father and mother. Oh, I don't believe there's anything like that, Mr. Gildersleeve. I, I believe Bullard's on a business trip. Well, where there's smoke, there's fire. None of those things, I guess. Don't tell anybody about it. Mm, I won't. Terrible thing. Well, Merry Christmas, Peavy. Mm, thank you. You should be receiving a card from Mrs. Peavy and myself. A card? Well, oh, thanks. If you don't receive it, it... Uh, Says Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I'll say to you, Peavy. See you tomorrow afternoon. Uh, easy with the clippers, Floyd. Okay, Commissioner, just the back and sides. What's new? Nothing. Well, that takes care of that. I suppose you heard about the Bullards. Bullards, you say? Yeah. You heard about it? No. A little trouble there? Yeah, afraid so. She's gone home to her mother. Oh, that don't mean nothing. If I had a dollar for every time Lovey went home to her mother, I wouldn't have to be cutting hair. There's more to it than that. But, sir, I'd be a rich man. Done it again last week. But she always comes back. I imagine Bullard isn't so used to it, Floyd. He's gone away, too. Where'd he go? Home to his dad? <laughs> This is a serious matter, Floyd. Breaking up a home. I don't break up so easy. There's a lot of stretch in a home. What a guy like Bullard. I can see where a nice woman like her would Of course. Want... That's the sad part of it. Let's not spread this around, Floyd, after all. You don't have to worry about me, Commissioner. I'm no talker. Little tonic on the hair? No, just comb and dry. Poor Mrs. Bullard. And at Christmas time, too. Can't blame her for leaving the fellow, Judge. When a man resorts to physical violence... You mean to say Bullard beats her? I won't be at all surprised. I don't believe it. Well, who lives across the street from them, you or me? I don't believe you either. You're just sore because they're getting a divorce and they haven't retained you as their lawyer. I don't handle that type of case. Well, anyway, it's a shame, isn't it? Keep it to yourself, will you, Horace? You're the one that's spreading it, not me. <laughs> spreading it? I'm trying to keep it quiet. Well, Merry Christmas, Judge.
That's the sad part of it, Eve. They've been married 15 years. That's not the saddest part, Throckmorton. When a wife leaves her husband, you know who suffers. Yeah, it's tough on board. No, no. It's little Craig I'm thinking of. He's such a little boy. All alone there at home with the governor. Oh, yes, Craig. Broken homes are hardest on the children, Throckmorton. That's something we school teachers know very well. Very terrible. Uh, say, Eve, can you come over tomorrow afternoon? Some people are coming to sing carols. Well, I... Maybe you could come a little early, huh? Got a present for you. Got a lot of mistletoe hung around, too. Honestly, Throckmorton, you are the strangest combination of people. <laughs> <laughs> Will you come early? Well, seeing it's Christmas. <laughs> Tree all finished, fire in the fireplace. What shall we do now? How about each opening one present? That's a good idea. Uh, not till Christmas, children. You know the rule. At Piggy's house, they always open one present each on Christmas Eve. That's not the way we do it here. What would you like to do, Marjorie, besides open a present? Well, I don't know. I guess I'll go over to Francie's and see if anything's cooking. My dear, it's Christmas Eve. Well, so what? Everything's all ready for tomorrow. What's the matter with having a little fun? That's right. Say, why don't we go to the movies? Why not? I'll get the Majestic. They got the killers. We will not see the killers on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Children, have you no sentiment? All right, Anki. What do you want to do? It isn't what I want. What do we always do on Christmas Eve? What's our family custom? Are you going to make us listen to the Christmas carol again? Make you listen to it? No, no, indeed. We know it by heart, Unc. What's the use? Say no more. I've tried to establish a fine tradition for this household. Evidently, my efforts have been in vain. Evidently, my efforts have been fruitless. Evidently, you prefer the company of your friends to staying home with me. It isn't that, Unky. You prefer some movie to the classic masterpiece of Charles Dickens. Yeah, sure. Leroy. <laughs> All right, Unky, let's read it. It's too cold to go out anyway. I don't want you to say this just to please me, my dear. Oh, I'm not. I don't want you to do it unless we all agree. Leroy, shall we read the Christmas Carol? Or would you rather go straight to bed? Right now? Yes, right now. I guess I'll go to bed. No, you won't. <laughs> You'll listen to the Christmas carol. Now sit down. Okay. Where's the book? Marjorie, you find the book and Leroy, go get me a Coke. Could Marjorie and I have one? Well, seeing it's Christmas Eve. Oh, boy, Cokes. Did you hear that, Marge? Cokes. <laughs> Here, Auntie, you'll have to admit that's a tired-looking cover. Yeah, this copy belonged to my father's family. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a first edition. Let's see. Uh, sixth American edition. Well, it might be worth something. A Christmas Carol. In prose, being a ghost story of Christmas by Charles Dickens. That's funny. I never thought of it as a ghost story. I just think of it as a story about Scrooge and, and Bob Cratchit and his family. It's a ghost story, just the same. Here's a Coke, son. Here, Marge, nice and cold. Bertie had them on ice. Thanks, Leroy. Thank you, my boy. Now, are we all comfortable? Sure. All right, then. Uh, uh. Marley was dead to begin with. <laughs> yes, that's right. Marley was dead to begin with. There's no doubt whatever about that. The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner.
you know, as I'm listening to this great Gildersleeve broadcast, I could just see them, you know, all gathered around and reading the Christmas Carol story. I mean, I could see them, I mean, you know, in your theater of the mind, right? There's little Leroy, little Marjorie, and Gildersleeve, and they're sitting there in the living room. They're drinking their Coca-Colas or whatever it was they were <laughs> drinking. And, it, I mean, no better time to listen to classic radio shows than the holiday season, Christmas season, Hanukkah season, right? Right. I, I mean, agree it's just, with you. It's just it's... so great. I mean, these classic radio shows are the best. The best. And they stand up through time, most of them, especially yeah. these Christmas stories. Oh, my gosh. And I love Gildersleeve. I know my brother is listening, and he's like, ugh, the great Gildersleeve. My brother doesn't like the great Gildersleeve. I love the great Gildersleeve, and we'll be back to it in just a minute. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. This is Hollywood 360 across 100 stations coast to coast, plus American Forces Radio in 168 countries. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, and all the happy, happy, happy out there in radio land. We're playing your favorite classic radio shows like we do each and every week. Right here on Hollywood 360, my co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. Our executive producer, Mike Estella. Behind the scenes, Vince Lombardi, my brother, Vince Amari. And uh, we have all kinds of help. We have little gremlins and little elves. Christmas time, we have elves. Rest of the year, little gremlins, right? I haven't seen them, but I believe you. Lisa, it's like, release the Krakens. Release the gremlins. We need help around here. But, uh, you know, Mike, he's got, luckily he was born with seven arms, you know, because he's not only answering the phones, he's uh, playing the classic radio shows, he's hitting all the buttons, he digitally, he's digitally remastering shows while he's doing the show here. When he sleeps, he does that, And he's too. taking a nap at the same right. time out there. <laughs> um, luckily, you know, we, he was born with, uh, it actually helped. I mean, when he was born, his mom and dad were like, oh, my gosh, he has seven arms. But it was perfect for us. Right. So we're happy. That that happened. I'd rather have two brains like Lisa. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> the woman with two brains. All right, we're listening to a Christmas show from 1946 with the great Gildersleeve. Here's the conclusion. Oh, what a wonderful pudding. Bob Cratchit said, and calmly too, that he regarded it as the greatest success achieved by Mrs. Cratchit since their marriage. 
Mrs. Cratchit said that now the weight was off her mind, she would confess she had had her doubts about the quantity of flour. Everybody had something to say about it, but nobody said or thought it was at all a small pudding for a large family. It would have been flat heresy to do so. Any Cratchit would have blushed to hint at such a thing. At last, the dinner was all done. The cloth was cleared, the hearth swept, and the fire made up. The compound in the jug being tasted and considered perfect, apples and oranges were put upon the table and shovelfuls of chestnuts on the fire. And all the Cratchit family drew round the hearth in what Bob Cratchit called a circle, meaning half a one. At Bob Cratchit's elbow stood the family display of glass, two tumblers, and a custard cup without a handle. These two held the hot stuff from the jug, however, as well as golden goblets would have done. And Bob served it out with beaming looks, while the chestnuts on the fire sputtered and crackled noisily. Then Bob proposed... A merry Christmas to us all, my dears. God bless us. Which all the family re-echoed. God bless us, every one, said Tiny Tim. The last of all. He sat very close to his father's side, upon his little stool. Bob held his withered little hand in his, as if he loved the child, and dreaded that he might be taken from it. Little Lyra. Unc, what's the matter? I hope you children realize how lucky you are to have a family, even if it's only your old uncle. I think you make a wonderful family, Unky. Sure, you're okay. Think of poor little Craig Bullard over there, all alone, with a governess. Is that any way to spend Christmas? Where's his father and mother? I don't know. Poor kid. Leroy, it looks as if Craig is going to have a pretty thin time of it. What would you think of sharing some of your Christmas presents with him? My presents? Oh, Craig's such a louse. <laughs> My boy, is that a Christmas thought? But he is. Besides, his father's going to give him all kinds of stuff for Christmas. His father may not get back for Christmas. His mother either. Uh, don't you think it would be nice if we all devoted ourselves to giving little Craig a nice Christmas tomorrow? I think we should. Well, if they aren't back by tomorrow... That's the boy. I knew your heart was in the right place. Yes, sir, I'll dig out my old Santa Claus suit and go over there and give little Craig the surprise of his life. If you can get into that Santa Claus suit, you'll surprise everybody. <laughs> well, it may be a little tight, but what's the difference? Uh, where were we? Oh, yes. Spirit, said Scrooge, with an interest he'd never felt before. Tell me if Tiny Tim will live. I see a vacant seat, replied the ghost, in the poor chimney corner, and a crutch without an owner carefully preserved. Stay close to me, Leroy. Now let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. It's Christmas morning. Stockings have been emptied, so there are apples and oranges in all the chairs. Everyone's presents have been opened, so there's paper and ribbon all over the floor. Comes now the lull when the children don't know what to do, so they call up their friends. Hiya, Piggy, what'd you get? Sounds like Piggy did all right. Gosh! Well, I got a chemistry set and two magic tricks and a flashlight and a knife and an atomic pen and a basketball. Sure, it's official. Nah, I never expected a scooter. Uh -uh. Hey, can I come over, Pig? Leroy, that's no way. 
Can I ask him over here? No. I'll be right over, pig. So long. <laughs> well, what about Craig Bullard? Why don't you go over and play with him? He's sick. They won't let me. Who won't let you? His governess. I'll be over, piggy. Uh, come here, my boy. Now what? Which of your presents do you want me to take over to little Craig? Oh. We agreed, Leroy. That's right, we did. Why don't you let him have that sand toy Aunt Hattie sent you? That's a good present. I can have a lot of fun with it. You had one of those four years ago. Aunt Hattie must think you're still nine years old. But gosh, it picks up the sand and dumps it. Little Craig is just the right age for it, my boy. Oh, okay. But you tell him I get to play with it whenever I want. I'm sure Craig will be very generous with it. Now, what else? How about one of those books? Oh, nobody wants a book. Yeah, but I got stuck with two. (laughs) Here's one. He might like it. Got pictures. Yeah, well, I'll take it. Have you anything you can contribute, Marjorie? Yeah, how about her? Pick out anything I got that he might like. You're pretty safe. Underwear, (laughs) stockings, jewelry. Who'd want any of that? I like it. Hey, what about that box of candy from Ben? Oh, no. Why not, my dear? We've got tons of candy around the place. What if Ben comes over? He'll want me to give him some. Tell him I ate it. Who knows? Maybe he'll believe it. I look a little foolish on the street in broad daylight. What do I care? The kid enjoys it. What do I care? Darn beard gets in your mouth. Tastes funny. Oh, well. Haven't even got a Christmas wreath on the door. Rich cheapskates. Uh, Try the doorbell. Come on. I know you're in there. I hear somebody shuffling around. Well, Merry Christmas. Is nobody home? There isn't? Well, I just... uh... If you're selling something, we don't want any. Oh, I'm not selling anything. Is nobody home, you say? You're a burglar. I am not. I'm Santa Claus. Take your foot out of the door or I'll call the police. My dear madam, I am not a burglar. I... Then why are you trying to find out if anybody's home? I happen to be your neighbor from across the street, Mr. Gildersleeve. I don't know you. Well, little Craig knows me. I brought little Craig some presents. Is that what you've got in that bag? Of course. You're sure it isn't burglar's tools? I'm not a burglar. Look, I'll show you my driver's license. What for? So you'll know who I am. There. Doc Morton, P. Gildersleeve, 738 Lakeside Avenue. That's right across the street. Brown eyes, 5 feet 8. Weight, 230 pounds. I guess it's you all right. Come in. in here. There's someone to see you, Craig. Who is it? Surprise, Craig. Santa Claus. I've come to see if you've been a good boy. You're not Santa Claus. You're my father. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm old Chris Kringle himself. I thought you said you were Santa Claus. It's the same thing. Uh, (laughs) Now, have you been, uh, have you been behaving yourself lately? Sure. I've been in bed all the time. What have you got in the bag? Uh, got to check up on your record first. Let's see what it says about you in my little book here. Hmm. Craig Bullard. I've got quite a few bad marks down here for you. Let's see. Yes, sir. Quite a few bad marks. Let me see the book. No, no, Sonny. Santa's book is confidential. Santa's quit grabbing. Craig, get back under the covers. Ah. Uh... 
Have you got a handkerchief, Craig? Use your own. Oh. <laughs> hey, blow your nose, Craig. I don't need to. That's the way he is all the time. You don't have to tell me. Now you have to be patient with him. Poor father. No father and mother here for Christmas. Uh, I think your record is good enough, Craig. Let's see what Santa's got in his bag. Ah, <laughs> oh, nuts, a book. It's got pictures in it, Craig. Maybe you'll like it. Nah. There. The Child's History of England. Might be exciting. What else have you got? My George, if he was my kid. <laughs> see what we have here. Oh, here's something. Feels like a toothbrush. Yeah, it is. A toothbrush for a Christmas present? <laughs> well, it's useful. See what else Santa has in his pack here. Ah! Another book? Nope. Yes, again. I'll open it. Yep. Oh, boy, candy. What's that, candy? Uh, just chocolates, miss. He's uh, not allowed to have it. On Christmas? She stinks, Craig. <laughs> I can't do anything with him. Now, now, we must be patient. Remember, the little fellow doesn't feel well. Huh. Think I've got something here that'll cheer him up. Um, there. What is it? Take the paper off. You'll see. <clears throat> like it? Santoy, that's for kids. You listen to me, you spoiled little brat. Miss Dover, don't let him touch me. Go right ahead, Santa Claus. Do anything you want. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> George, for two cents, I'd wail the living daylights out of him. <laughs> Shut up. I haven't even touched you. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and you can have a piece of candy. Here. Hey. Merry Christmas. Someone just came in downstairs. Oh, Craig. Mommy. Well, well. Here we are, Craig. Daddy. <laughs> now, what's the matter? This is my daddy. Who are you? Craig, <laughs> what on earth? Well, Mrs. Bullard, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Bullard. Gildersleeve. <laughs> yes. Craig, darling, I'm so sorry we couldn't get here last night. Are you all right? Sure. Bring me any presents? I certainly did. Well, I wasn't sure you'd get here, and I dropped over to see if Craig was all right. Brought him a few little things. I hope Craig thanked you. Yeah. Craig was his usual charming self. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be running along. Why don't you all come over after a while and sing some Christmas carols? Well, it'll depend on how Craig's feeling. Uh, bring him along. Glad to have him. Merry Christmas, Craig. <laughs> We don't need all this confusion. Merry Christmas, Birdie. Thank you, sir. Yeah, old goat, he would be the first. Oh, Merry Christmas, yeah. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Well, and here's Floyd right behind uh, you. And Merry Christmas, Floyd. Merry Christmas, Commissioner, Judge. Oh, Hi, uh, nice uh, to have you around. Shall I bring in the punch now, Miss Kill, please? The punch? By all means, Birdie, by all means. Punch? Hey, regular party. <laughs> Take Floyd's coat, Marjorie. Take the judge's coat, Leroy. Okay. Can we start singing now, Uncle? I don't know. Why not? Lloyd, will you do the honors at the Wembley? I can make a stab at Jingle Bells. Couldn't have a better starter. Come on, Marjorie, Leroy. Hey, this is a real instrument. It's a Wembley. A fine piece of furniture, too. Genuine Philippine mahogany. You don't say. How's this for a key? 
Okay? Fine. Right, let's start together and finish together. <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. <laughs> you were fine, Floyd. <laughs> I had the wrong key. <laughs> Uh, what else do you know? Well, I know one thing. The professor's thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Get some punch for everybody, Leroy, yeah. Marjorie. And don't drink any of it yourself. Why not? Well, uh, because they're uh, just enough for the grown-ups. Doorbell! I, I, I got, got it. it! Wait a minute. It's Eve Goodwin. I've got it. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Throckmorton. Merry Christmas, Eve. Come in. Well... Aren't we going inside? Why should we? The mistletoe's out here. <laughs> I decided not to take any chances, Eve. Yeah. Hold still. <laughs> Rockmorton, I think you're stretching the meaning of the mistletoe. Well, Christmas comes but once a year. Come in and sing some carols, Eve. All right, move over, Floyd. Okay. We've got a real piano player now. Now, Throckmorton, I'm not so wonderful. Anybody that can read notes is better than Floyd. <laughs> hey, you can't, can't hurt my feelings. Hi, Miss Goodwin. Hello. Hey, it's quite an outfit. Thank you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Christmas Miss Goodwin. Say something, Miss Goodwin. Well, um... How about joy to the world? All right, fine. Joy to the world. Oh, wait a minute, folks. I'll see who that is and we can start over. Wait for you, Gildy. Yeah, compliments of the season, Mr. Gildersleeve. Phoebe! Merry Christmas, Commissioner. Merry Christmas to you, Chief. Come on in, fellas. Throw your coats on the hall table there. Oh, hi, Phoebe. Greetings, greetings. Merry Christmas, Tom. We were just about to start Joy to the World, and now that the Chief's here, the base is taken care of. Yeah, uh -huh. besides whatever Phoebe thinks. Don't worry about me. I just float around. <laughs> You're all right, Phoebe. Go ahead, Eve. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare His room. And heaven and heaven Sleeve, we thought we'd accept your invitation. Glad to see you, Bullard. Mrs. Bullard? Craig's playing with his toys, so we have a few minutes at least. Uh, glad you could come. I'm glad you're here. Listen to that wonderful singing. Now, aren't you just a little bit ashamed of yourselves? What do you mean? I know all about it. Going off and talking to lawyers about a separation. I told you this was a small town, my dear. A separation? You know where we've been on a second honeymoon, celebrating our 15th anniversary. <laughs> well, I told Peavy he was crazy. <laughs> Come on in and sing, folks. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Gildersleeve. Oh, Anki, Bertie wants to see you. Uh, Bertie? I think she's ready to go out now. Oh, well, tell her to go ahead. Oh, no, I'll tell her myself. 
Excuse me, Mr. Gilsey. Can I go now? Yes, Bertie, and thanks for everything. And a Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Uh, Bertie, before you go, wouldn't you like to come in and sing that carol? The one you sang at your church last year? In there with all those people? Oh, they love it. Come on, Bertie. Well, if you say so. Come on, come on. All right. Uh, attention, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Bertie here has an old English Christmas carol she sings every year at her church. Would you like to hear it? Oh, oh yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. What do you sing? It's in the book there, Miss Goodwin. I think I can find it. Oh, here it is. Oh, yes, it's lovely. of the Kraft Foods Company. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That's the Great Gildersleeve, December 25th, Christmas 1946. Hal Perry starring as Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, sponsored by Kraft, is heard on NBC. Hope you enjoyed that. Right, Lisa? Right, Carl. Now we're going to this month in music history. Yes. And we're going to be going to top Christmas songs. Where are we going to be going to? We're going to top <laughs> Christmas songs of 1979. What are you laughing at over there? Christmas songs in 1979? Yep. Top okay. Christmas songs right. of 1979. Any words in this one? Because the last one There are no... words in oh, this one. Okay, good. See if you can identify the last singer or singers. Yes, in it. That's correct. Did you notice that? <laughs> I'm glad you picked my, up on that. took my provision. <laughs> picked up on that. All right, let's hear it. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Did you hear singing, Carl? On the second day of Christmas, um, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a, a partridge in a pear tree. Is this from, like, Sesame Street or something? It sounds like the Sesame Street characters. This is John Denver and yeah. the Muppets. Well, I was right. Yep, singing I 12 Days of Christmas. I said uh, Sesame yeah. Street. That is yeah. the Muppets, right? Yeah, well, that's a, there's, some of the Muppets are on Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, that's and where this they is, come and from. And John Denver. Wow. And top song, December 1979, on the radio. Wow. Yes. That's Miss Piggy right there. I think so. Miss Piggy. Golden ring. You're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> I often do that. I know. And then there's Grover. Grover, the pear tree. 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 Grover, the pear tree.
All right, thanks, Lisa. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, it's Our Miss Brooks, a good Christmas show starring Eve Arden. Plus, we need a caller, right, Lisa? Right, we're going to do Name That Tune with classic Christmas songs. They are fun, upbeat, great Christmas songs. I know that because I chose them. So give us a call, 312-642-5600, looking for caller number five. I knew you were going to say five. You did? I just knew it. Call right now, play the game, and uh, we'll play some great classic Christmas songs. 312-642-5600. You'll win a fabulous prize, too. Classic Radio Club 5 CD set. So call right now. We want you to play the game on the air with us. We'll be right back. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. (laughs) 